0: my Stitch Fix box is here as a busy mom yeah, I don't have time to shop so I signed up for Stitch Fix it was easy I took a quick quiz to share my size, style and budget and they took care of the rest my stylist sends five just for me pieces (gasps) this blazer the fit on these jeans perfect keep what you love then send back the rest free shipping and returns and no subscription required Stitch Fix
1: my stylist just gets me and they'll get you too get started today at stitchfix.com I'm Moraka, and I'm excited to announce season four of my podcast, Mobituaries. I've got a whole new bunch of stories to share with you about the most fascinating people and things who are no longer with us. From famous figures who died on the very same day to the things I wish would die, like buffets, all that and much more. Listen to Mobituaries with Moraka wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Can you say hard hats, folks? Hard hats, lunch pails, steel toe boots? Anything short of a championship this year is a failure. <laughs> Look at this boomer right here. You've just got so much talent here. Somebody said we need to apologize for Jalen. Can I
0: pull the John? What are we apologizing for? What'd we say? <laughs> What'd we do?
2: Uh-huh, uh-huh. All right, folks. Another one in the books. Another one in the books. This time over the border, up in Toronto. Celtics with a win over the Raptors, one hundred five to ninety six. A little entertaining game on a on a Monday. Happy MLK Day to everybody uh, watching from home. And um, Celtics, um, you know, this, this was a good one from I would say from start to finish. Bobby, um, you know, they. they they allowed the, the third quarter comeback as they've been known to do but not to the point where things got out of hand and they started to reel again this one without Jalen Brown who who uh, missed out this game they're calling it a you know right knee you can call it rest whatever you want to whatever you want to tell yourself to get to bed tonight but Jalen Brown missed this one and we'll hope to see him back out there Wednesday um, but they didn't need him at the end of the day no brown no problem um, led by the guards how about that? Tonight, uh, leading scores for the Celtics: Derek White and Drew Holiday with 22 apiece. Uh, Holiday added seven assists. I thought this was one of his better games, uh, not just because of the stats, but I just think with Jalen Brown out, you look for guys like a Holiday, who's we've talked about in the past, who's got that probably more of a sacrifice that he's made this year than the other guys in the starting lineup, and he he sees an opportunity to step in when when there's a a, a vacancy, if you will, and. And he fills it. And, um, you know, that's, I think, the mark of a championship team when guys are stepping into these roles on a pinch, on, on, a, on a moment's notice, and they're able to, to overcome that. So, Bobby, just, you know, we'll start with you because you are, or you were, I don't know if you've formally
3: it's been it's Toronto.
2: on Toronto as your, as your team B. You, you, can, you can tell us if uh, you have or not. But they used to be, back in, the, back in the, original, the original days, the OG days of the Garden Report, you were, like, maybe like, one or two most popular guys in Toronto for a bit.
0: Yeah, and I'll ride with them. I, I'm going to see it through the rebuild here, and I do okay. think the rebuild's coming. A, 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 eight <laughs> see straight it wins. through the rebuild. <laughs> eight what a guy. Straight, eight straight wins for the Celtics now over Toronto, which would have been hard to imagine a couple of years ago. But uh, this team's obviously disbanding here, but you still see them fight. I think it was a three-point game in the first Toronto game this year these teams played. Celtics really had a scrap and execute late in that game. And same thing here. A couple big runs by the Raptors to within six late. The uh, Celtics led by eleven early and gave up a twenty-three to five run. Yeah, into the third, uh, so they never stopped attacking the basket. New dynamic, obviously, with quickly and Barrett involved. Those slashing guards after. were just super effective at points through this game. I think Barrett started like eight for eleven. Uh, so this was a pretty impressive uh, effort by both of them. Uh, I think the shooting was just horrible on the Toronto side. So uh, pretty amazing that despite shooting 12% from three, they stay in this game right down to the wire. Uh, That's on their rebounding. That's on their effectiveness inside. (laughs) Siakam uh, puts a lot of pressure on the rim and, uh, this is a rough one for Porzingis, trying to deal with that. And he turned the ball over a bunch on offense, too. So you needed Holiday. You need White to make some timely plays. Just a ridiculous three in the corner uh, to close that one out. Ahead by six, I believe, at that point. Uh, so he was great. That was after turning his ankle, too, putting his foot down in the corner, making sure he was in bounds. A great pass by Tatum there. Some good execution in this game in the half court when the Celtics needed it. Thought Tatum was good in the second half of the third attack in the basket. Holiday, as you mentioned, Jimmy throughout, uh, just in the pocket, around the basket with a putback, uh, passing. He, he had that feed to Tatum for the backdoor cutting dunk at one point. And he puts up these stats, honestly, night to night, Sherrod. Like, you don't even notice it, right? It's like, oh, crap. Holiday has seven rebounds. I looked up tonight and was like, he has seven assists? When did that happen? And I feel like we say that every night with him.
4: Well, we do.
0: Uh, and, and the
4: thing about Drew that I'm getting a better handle, and I think most people are as well, is he has games where you're just like, maybe he's lost a step or two. Maybe his shot isn't quite what it is. And then there are nights like this where a key guy's out and he's allowed to essentially be more of the Drew Holiday that we've seen on other rosters. And he's really good at pick, at when to basically fill that void when They need him to basically what Paul Pierce always says give the game what he needs, uh, and that's what Drew Holiday consistently does. But Bobby, your earlier point about how, um, Toronto you know, can't believe how they were able to kind of hang in here shooting as bad as they were. The Celtics were helping them because yeah. the Celtics did not like crap, too. Celtics shot 40% from the field, great for three point range, 41%. That's a that's a good. Mm -hmm. number from three-point range. But, I mean, you start looking at the box scores of the Celtics. I mean, Tatum, 7 for 19. Al, usually 4 for 10. Derek White, 7 for 18. Drew Holiday was the one bright spot, 7 for 14. Uh, And the bench really didn't have it. I mean, Brissette did some good things, I thought. Sam Hauser not really much of a factor. Peyton missed six of the seven shots that he took. But this was a game that I thought the Celtics, this was a transactional win for me. This was simply, we show up. We get the win, we get the hell back to the United States. There really was, <laughs> it, there wasn't any type of like emotional engagement or attachment to this. Like I didn't think mm-hmm. the Celtics played down to them. I didn't think the Celtics got up for them. I think the Celtics just said, "Let's just get in here, get the win and get the hell back home."
0: Yeah. And they did it the hard way, right? Because if you play this team later in the year, it's probably young guys. And I guess in this one, too, you went up against Jonte Porter. OG's gone. You saw some of their young guys playing off the bench there. But uh, this is still a team that has Siakam, Barrett, Quickly. You know, those guys with the Knicks gave you trouble every time you played them. So uh, you got their best in, I'd say, three out of the four games this year. And you won all three of those. So this is impressive stuff from the Celtics. Continue to execute when they need to. I like Joe's two timeouts in the fourth quarter, Sherrod. You know, he saved all four for late, and he needed them. against some of those Raptors runs late. The offense at times in this one was just a mess. Uh, Mm -hmm. Holiday had that turnover at half court. Uh, You had Porzingis running into guys over and over again. I think he had six turnovers in this one. Tatum Mm -hmm. missed a lot of jump shots. Uh, You mentioned Pritchard. All the way down the line, it just wasn't a great shooting night. And they really weren't able to get up a lot of threes. This is normally a team that's closer to 50. They finished this one with 39. And you knew right from the start, Jimmy, they went like 15 to eight in terms of shots in Toronto's favor early on, just because of turnovers, because of extra, uh, you know, shot opportunities by the Raptors in this one. It's a great rebounding team, you know, so they put a lot of pressure on you there, nine to five on the offensive glass. Uh, So this is, this is always a challenge against this team. You know, I, I think this new coach is doing a good job there, despite a, transitional roster uh quickly is just a really tough guard to deal with schroeder can get by mismatches so this is a bad team on paper but they play tough you know possession of possession in the game i thought barnes had some really nice moments in this one too Uh, so i like this win a lot this is another road game where you just battled and pulled it out late there's a lot of good stuff here up and down we can get into some of the other individual performances you know starting with holiday here of course white i feel like he's not playing as well recently but he's still playing really well it's just he was playing out of this world to start the year and then horford i thought this might have been his best game of the season uh, so yeah. some really good contributions from some of the depth guys here Horford with a couple timely uh,
2: shots in this game in the second. A couple, a couple big threes in key moments. And we haven't really mentioned Porzingis' ability just ability to get to the free throw line tonight. I thought yeah. that was that was honestly a big difference maker because that happened. A few of those did happen in the middle of the Raptors making that third quarter run. I just think Porzingis' ability to sort of reset things, slow it down a little bit, don't let the Raptors get too, too hot. Because that's when, you know, a guy like Quickly – No pun intended, but he wants to get out. He wants to keep things moving. He can score in bunches. I was
0: thinking of you, Jimmy. They slowed the game down into that third quarter, the later half of the third quarter, and the Raptors just went dead. I mean, when they were out on the run, they were deadly. When it became a half-court game, the Celtics had a significant advantage.
2: Exactly, and I, I think, again, getting to the line, driving to the hoop, not taking those. And I thought Tatum did it a couple times tonight, but overall, it kept it in check. But sometimes those threes can... You live by the three, you die by the three. If you're missing, if you're not hitting those threes, you're just allowing the Raptors to get out on the break and do their thing in transition. And luckily, I think Porzingis was one of the guys that was able to sort of recalibrate the team a little bit on the offensive end, slow it down, let the Celtics regain that lead, and then they were able to kind of pull away in that fourth. I know, like, was it Hauser that kind of hit the dagger shot there to go up maybe, I think it was 13 or 14 uh, in that fourth quarter. So um, just their ability to, to be able to come back from that uh, it, it's a sign of growth, in, in my opinion. And again, you know, we talked about um, Holiday starting things off uh, in Brown's absence and then Porzingis being able to do his thing. This is the difference between maybe a loss last year and
0: this tonight's How outcome. How many times and, have we said that this yeah, year?
4: Yeah. I mean, they've had at least seven, eight, nine games like that so far this year where you know damn well if the same situation presented itself a year ago we'd be talking, we would be bitching and moaning about a bad loss. Yeah. And they're finding ways to, and this was a game, again, Toronto game, we, we always, you know, it's so cliche to talk about it being a game of runs, but this was really a mm. game of runs where Boston would be up by 14 and then Toronto going go on a run and go up by seven and Boston would go back on their run and go up by 10. And it was, it was that kind of game. And those kind of games, the Celtics at some point in the past have just said, forget it, it's just not our night. And mm-hmm. tonight they were just like, no, we're just going to find a way to win this game. And it's just going to be another transactional victory for us. We're going to come here. We're going to play with them. They're going to keep it kind of close. We're not going to be perfect, but we're going to be perfect enough to get the win. And the point that both you and Jimmy, you and Bobby made that I think yeah. is key is they hit timely shots. And it wasn't just one guy. Right. Tatum had his moments. Porzingis had his moments. Hauser had his moments. Al had his moments. Drew had his moments. That's what great teams do they have multiple guys that can deliver the dagger or can deliver the final nail in the coffin, so to speak. And the Celtics, you saw a lot of that down the stretch in this game.
3: Yeah, let yeah me just in here? I just feel like it takes a full 48 to beat this team. I think teams like the Raptors and teams that have sort of been close in the sense of coming into that fourth quarter with things changed, they're starting to learn that. And I think when it comes to, obviously, Tatum taking over the way he did in the third quarter, taking a match his own hands makes a difference. But the Celtics, the Raptors did a really good job of just disrupting them and protecting the rim. Celtics, they were, they missed nearly like, more, actually, one-third of their layups. They were like, what, 7-23 to 23 in the paint. You know, Toronto. They were sharp, falling, but no, no, the Celtics uh, were. Uh, Toronto was awful from, from deep, but yeah. the Celtics missed a lot of layups. And I thought that's what really kept Toronto in it, despite the fact that they were so ice cold from behind the arc. You know, uh, the way they defended Kristaps Porzingis, I thought, was was key as well. But the Celtics, you know, yeah. The other Toronto,
2: four of thirty-two. I didn't even, I didn't even, uh, yeah, look that number. That is, yeah. Derek White missed next a level big, bad.
3: Derek White missed a huge layup, and then he made a big three on the other end. Like what Sharad said, other guys stepping up as well after Tatum. That's what really put the nail in the coffin for this, mm-hmm. for the uh, for the Raptors. Now,
2: Bobby, you had mentioned earlier off the top that you know the rebuild's coming for Toronto. They just made a pretty big trade, I would say, borderline, you know, franchise-altering type trade here, I mean, to some extent, with trading OG to the Knicks and taking back um, Barrett and quickly. I imagine they didn't do this so that they could rebuild in a couple years. What is it about those two players, do you think, that Toronto that ma- made Toronto uh, make that trade? Uh, and do you think they got enough uh, for OG? Or was it just can... a win-win on both sides? Like, like –
0: I go back and forth on it. RJ, the problem for Toronto is those two players are about to be expensive. RJ already signed a big extension, quickly needs one this summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, but they it's must not,
2: want to pay them, right? I yeah, mean, they wouldn't
0: yeah. Really- and, You know, they probably like them. They probably want to invest in them. Um, and they needed a point guard badly. I mean,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Malachi Flynn and Dennis Schroeder wasn't getting it done for them after Lowry left oh, a couple there's years your ago. There's your Schroeder
2: hate. We knew we were going to get it. We knew we were going to get it.
0: But they they probably love Quickly. I think there's some Tyrese Maxey-like mm-hmm. elements to his game. Uh, you know, They're not exactly the same player, but uh, giving him more opportunity and room to play is, I think, a good thing for him. And, you know, you just had to get off OG and get something back for him. I think they got a second-round pick from Detroit in that deal, too. So that's sure. a borderline first-round pick in a couple of years, you'd have to imagine. Uh, so it was decent value. I know they were looking for, like, four firsts at one point for him of value and that just wasn't happening and then his free agency comes up and it's like oh crap so i think given that he's an expiring contract they did really well Mm -hmm. same thing's gonna happen for siakam here indiana's apparently in the mix dallas um detroit's looking at him i mean (laughs) they want to get a you know cornerstone guy in there it's just so bad right now that You know, the slow road's not going to go great for them. So I'm interested to see who makes the big push. It seemed like the Kings were on the doorstep of a deal a week or two ago, you know, built around Harris and Barnes and probably some draft compensation. But uh, they backed out because Siakam was going to extend there. Uh, So will he extend in some of these other cities? Does he want to stay in Toronto? I mean, it's the only city he's ever been in. You know, I think he's a great fit up there in terms of the, you know, city. So the, I don't know. I don't know what he wants. He's a great player. He's a champion. Uh, Dallas, I think, would be a really nice landing yeah, spot I think for him. That would be huge for them. Yeah, you know, and they're playing great right now. Um, Grant is not, so they need that help at the four.
1: Oh, <laughs> but, he said um, it. He admitted your boy, it. Your boy Grant you, had like uh, one uh,
0: good month, and after that,
3: it's
1: been, <laughs> it's been suspect.
2: It's man. been when crickets. Numbers, team
0: Grant has been quiet. to play them on
1: great. Monday. The NFL season is wrapping up. And there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. Now, the app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit fanduel.com boston And make your first bet a layup, FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. First online real money wager only, $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, Kentucky, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1 800 step or text NEXTSTEP to 53 in Arizona. 1 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1 800 9 with it in Indiana one 800 522 4700 or visit KSGamblingHelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one 800 gamblernet in West Virginia. Or call one 800 522 4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800 327 5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts, or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.
4: Would not be shocked if the Raptors put together a package that has Grant coming to Toronto and Pascal going to Dallas. Because uh, to me, when I look at that Dallas roster and I look at Kyrie and Luca and potentially – Pascal added to the mix, they become a top tier team in the West. They become a legit. A long, and Because to you're me, you
2: need to send a lot more than Grant, then. Well,
4: you are. You absolutely. And you're going to have to deplete that bitch. But if your core is Kyrie, the Luca, and Pascal, That's look at their is. big. Look at their big okay. three in terms of complimenting Not just the talent, but just the oh, way right. they compliment each other. You right. don't have three guys that are going to be stepping over each other's foots. Kyrie has the ability to play on and off the ball. Same thing with Luka. And Pascal, remember when he first came to the league, he was just Mr. Energy. Just that guy. Been... What's that? He was a
2: G League guy.
4: After that,
3: Jimmy. After yeah. the G League.
4: Well, I mean, I feel like he had to earn his when he after way, right? got on the floor in the NBA, his whole game was about energy and hustle. Right. And and then as time moved on, he became a better face-up shooter. He became a better rebounder. He became a better overall defender and didn't just rely on just being a high-energy guy. Add a guy like that to the mix in Dallas, you got a team that,
0: again, they're, they're a top-tier team in the West if they can make that happen. Dallas does have some salaries to throw around. Tim Hardaway at 18. Hardaway? Raquan Holmes at 12. And, and if you're a yeah, rebuilding team to like Toronto,
4: out. you if you can get some of those guys on like expiring deals or, or if their contracts are manageable money-wise, you know, you might have something there. Because yeah. if you're rebuilding, you're just trying to find guys, you're just trying to find things that click. You're just trying to find guys that are I actually worth yeah, picks and, and and clicks. You know, what's what's clicking with these guys it's that and we're clicks. bringing in? These picks, can we do something with them? Um but we've talked way more about Toronto than I talk <laughs> yeah, about, and,
0: that,
4: and that, that was talking
2: Toronto. Well, it's a it's a, it's a it's a conference team. It's a used to be a rival, I like yeah, But not anymore. They're not a rival now. No. They're, they're, uh, as, as Bobby Ellicott used to be a division put, rival, Sherrod, sure. Back when the divisions matter too.
4: Divisions don't matter anymore. James. I
2: know. It's sad. I kind of miss the divisions. Division yeah. rivalries. I bet you they go back to them. Someday. Maybe they
0: should do that for the in season tournament. There you go, Bobby. Yeah. Now you're yeah. thinking. Tie it back in somehow. Yeah, no. Nah, Instead of Orlando, and I guess there were a couple of teams in the division: Brooklyn and Toronto in the group for the IST. But um, let's see. I guess winning the IST, given how it's gone for the Lakers, isn't the best thing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I man, guess it's none it's other than raise that banner, though. Every I team wins it it is like bad luck.
3: Is that going to be a thing, though? No. Yeah, it's I like, who, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: I forget who. I forget who told this. I forget who told the story, but um, I guess Larry David was like the worst thing the Lakers could do is win the in-season tournament. And whoever was talking to him was like, why? And he's like, you're ramping up like it's the championship. And then you're right back in the regular season games. And it's weird because, like, you, normally you'd be doing that for the playoffs and then the season's over. But now it's it's like you're starting a second season again after that. And, you know, the Lakers have their own issues. But it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, team's coming out of that fair. The Celtics obviously bowed out early and. They've now won 16 of 20 since getting that week off. Um, So I was obviously very upset that they didn't make it, but maybe they benefited from it, Jimmy.
2: Yeah, well, if Larry David said it, then I mean, who, who, knows, who knows more about the NBA than Larry freaking David? I mean, I'm like, Yo,
3: are you talking <laughs> about the Curb Your Enthusiasm? <laughs> <Yeah. through? laughs> I'm
2: googling Larry David, or is he, like, is he like a GM of some team that I don't know about?
3: No, Larry freaking David. Larry damn David. Okay. Is there a writer I don't know about the athletic? Yeah. Larry <laughs> David.
2: <laughs> no, I mean, to your point, Bobby, Yeah, I mean, you, we can go back and forth on if it that's was such it a Larry
3: not. David way of thinking, too.
2: Yeah, exactly. Larry David just going to be pissed no matter what, right? That's the whole point. <laughs> exactly. So of course he's upset. That's his love. brand. Yeah, yeah he's exactly. Oh, now,
3: yeah, drop the season every three years because of
0: that. He's got to ramp up. Yeah, so we have a new season coming out.
2: Yeah, so we talk, right, we talk Raptors. We just talk Lakers. But we'll 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 reel it back in here to the Celtics. Can we talk
0: um, Al Horford? Because I was so let's talk about Al. Hor- let's
2: talk. We haven't. You know what? Let's give Alice flowers because he probably gets the short end of, of the stick on a lot of these shows. Banished to the bench to start the year. Talk about sacrifice, Drew Holiday. And he
0: was struggling early in the season. It was sure, like... trying
2: to you know, trying to adapt to that new role on the team. He's been a starter his entire career. And he's coming in here uh, again in a situation where you're down a starter. We talk, we 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 said this or I said this about you <laughs> holiday to start the show, but Al Horford, double double tonight for the for the for the young Bucks still. Uh, ten points, eleven rebounds, couple big threes. I mean, Sherrod, you've been you've been following Horford's career for, gosh, Ever. over a decade forever. now. We'll just call it forever.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, are
2: you surprised I mean like, by oh, – yeah.
4: No, I'm not surprised. I no. mean, Al has always been a guy that has been good enough good enough to help you win games. Uh, remember, he this this is a guy that won not one but two back-to-back national championships. Uh, and when he was in Atlanta, a, a, a team that when he got there playoffs were something they did every now and then he did it every damn year. He was there. Mm -hmm. They were in the playoffs. So Al, I'm not surprised that he's stepping up to the bell, but the the one thing, and I've talked to him about this, uh, this season, is just the adjustment that comes when you get to a certain point in your career where you have to evolve and evolve. When we think of evolution, we think of evolving into something bigger, better and grander, but sometimes that evolution is evolving into something more specific from a niche standpoint that your team needs you to be like they need Al to be ready and able to impact games just like that. Uh, and that has to occur on nights like this when you don't have a Jalen Brown, where he's in the starting lineup. You're playing a team like Toronto that doesn't really have a whole lot to lose. You've got to make an impact in some way, shape, or form, a positive one if your team's gonna win. Al's he's this is just who he is. Um, this is who Al Horford is. Now, is he gonna play this well every night? I don't think so. But You know that it's there. And it's similar to what I was saying about Drew Holiday. Like sometimes those, those older veteran type players, we see the true essence of who they are when someone's missing because that forces them to tap into that wisdom, that experience, that talent that they might be holding a little bit back in order for the betterment of the team. To now all of a sudden shine through. I think back to what has said about Drew Holiday, about how he has sacrificed more than anyone else on his team. And you don't really see that because when you're watching him play, when, when they got their full compliment, he mm-hmm. looks like he's just kind of fitting in. But when you're missing a Jalen Brown, uh, you look at, he goes for 22 points, shoots 50% from the field, four for six on threes, mm-hmm. makes all his free throws, gets you, you know, what, six, seven assists, six, I think six rebounds, something like that. Had a really all- across-the-board, high-impact game, and he has that ability. Uh, It's just that we're not going to see it as often as I think it could be seen because that's not what the team needs for him to do in order for them to be successful. Right.
3: Yeah, for sure, and I think you you'll see him ramp it up for sure in the postseason. That's just what Alec yeah. does. Like yeah. literally, historically speaking, his numbers go up in the playoffs, and he's I trying to think, get that ring. I don't think this year will be any different. Uh, yes, his role has changed a bit, but that's something that he's adapted to, in my opinion, for these opportunities.
2: Has his game changed, Josue, or is his game? Um, right, with the, over the last couple of years, clearly it's it's obviously changed from the beginning of his career till now. Right, I mean, ever since with he, his role change, I mean, I, I feel like he's they're still getting like the same guy. They're asking him to do the same things, get right. in the same spots, take the same type of shots.
3: Right, he's just going to take less shots because there's other guys out there that can knock down shots. Right, mm-hmm. I mean, when someone's out in the starting five, he's going to obviously give you nice like tonight, but also he can have these kind of nights on any given. Day, I just feel like throughout the course of an 82 game season, he knows that it's a long, long road, and, and I wouldn't be shocked again if Al turns it up closer to the playoffs, going into the playoffs, you know. But this, these type of nights, so this, they, they they'll take that for sure. I, I mean, at this stage of his career these are the kind of nights that this is the kind of role that i think al can thrive in yeah sometimes he it's hard for him to kind of get his pick his spots because there's so many guys around that can knock down shots and can produce as well but when his name is called he's going to do this and I, I again i think in the end of the season and going into the postseason he'll take it up a notch
0: he was awesome in this game there's certain nights jimmy where he just looks maybe it was the rest last week and Uh, getting some extra time off. He looks super spry on certain nights, and tonight was one of them. He was all over guys defensively early, just knocking the ball out of people's hands. The rebounding in this one, obviously uh, pretty high. And then uh, he went to the post at one point, and I've noticed that a a little bit over the last couple of games he's played. He'll go to a small inside and do that little quick hook off the glass over him. And I looked at the numbers He's up a little bit in terms of those attempts at the rim, uh, up from like one to one and a half a game. He's shooting 70% on them, up from 65 last year. So that's big because he, ever since that Philly season, has steadily gone down in terms of what he does at the basket, uh, volume and efficiency. Mm-hmm. And you just thought, oh, he doesn't have that anymore. But That's a useful option if you're in a little bit of a drought or there's an advantageous matchup there. They always say, you know, Joe always says, go to the matchup. And that's something that they can go to, I think. And then on the defensive end, that zone tonight was just a killer. Uh, And they threw that out there against Indiana last week in the first game. Tonight it was just so disruptive after that big Raptors run they shut Barnes down on a few plays with it got some deflections you had Al and Cornette out there at one point doing it together I think Porzingis and uh, Cornette were out there with the double big alignment uh, just have some size and you got Holiday playing in the middle it's a weird look sure I haven't seen too much two one two in the league but yeah. the Celtics have gone into that look with Holiday in the middle so he can defend low and high and uh, just kind of roam out there. And then you have the two bigs down low. So uh, Indy kind of carved it up in the second game, but it was great against them in that first game. And then tonight it just completely shut the Raptors down for a little bit. It just forces opponents to have one more thing they got to think about when they're preparation
4: for the Celtics. And and it's something that I don't think it's uh, – to me, it's it's more of a gimmicky type of thing where you'll do it for maybe two or three possessions right. just to throw something out there and give them a different look, just like Al – getting the ball on the block. I want yeah. to see Al do at least three post-ups a game. He doesn't have to shoot all three times. He doesn't have to pass all three times. Because he passes out of
0: that spot. Well, right. Too.
4: But I want him to do that because it forces the defense to react in a way that other there's no other Celtic that they're going to react that way for. Porzingis can score on a block, but that's not really what he does. Um, Al can literally go down, put one foot in the paint, one out, and demand the ball and get it to him. Porzingis is different. Uh, but Al – Like I said, I I just think Al is one of those guys that little things are going to be huge for this team to win a championship. And something as simple as Al getting two or three touches in a post per game, even if he's not looking to shoot, even if he doesn't pass, that's one of those things that you're going to need. They're going to need that.
1: This is the lunch rush at your local deli. Orders are flying in online, on the phone, and in person. Order for Nick. So is it possible that fast internet could help your business outrun the rush? It is with Comcast Business. Powering your connected devices with gig speed Wi-Fi and fast downloads and uploads. With Comcast Business, next level speed isn't just possible, it's happening. Comcast Business, powering possibilities.
0: Requires gigabit internet and compatible router. Actual speeds vary.
2: Let me get back to my... Let me, let me, let me go through a thousand of these lower thirds and find the one, yeah. one I want. Here it is. Bring everybody back uh, around here and... and um, you know, recap quickly, 105-96 Celtics win after a, a big win against old friend uh, Ime Udoka Saturday night, and I wasn't able to be on that show, but it looked like the Celtics rebounded very nicely from their embarrassing loss uh, in Milwaukee, and they kind of handed the the Rockets a similar a similar I type of to, loss.
0: I hate to say it too, Jimmy. I think John got you on that one. It was definitely a it subdued seemed, crowd that seems, didn't really care.
2: It seems subdued, but I will say this.
0: There were some booze. There were more booze
2: than cheers. Yeah, give me I'd that. say that. Yeah. give me that. I, I, I want to say this. I didn't really hear any cheers. I heard like some faint booze, and then, like you said, kind of nothingness because typically there's not a huge reaction to the coaches. And I thought maybe emails emails would be a lot louder than it was, but it it but was yeah, so- they
0: did that, and of course, emails and yeah, that was it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, he said it quick.
2: You know what? It's over with, it's done with. We don't have to talk about it anymore and I think both sides can probably move on and
0: That's how and- it felt. It's like it's over. Obviously the big revelation was that he told the players what happened apparently. Um so everybody just moved on after that, I guess
4: yeah he told the players his version of what happened yes But here's the thing and, and this is why i think it's just such a dead issue look at where he's at look at where the franchise is at they got killed why, today i mean why if, if you're the boston celtics you're kind of good with where things are right now right um you're not brooklyn nets you're not You know, some Mm -hmm. of these other teams that at one point had like watershed moments where they were like top tier. And then all of a sudden, one change in their, you know, top of the organization. And then they just basically begin to suck. Now, Celtics have actually moved on and moved forward and moved ahead since he left. So if I'm fans, I'm not mad at him. Hell no, I'm good. (laughs) I'm good. You should be good if you're Celtics nation. You should be good, good. I right. think but if the yeah. something for
3: 500, Sherrod, you know, damn well that place would be boo. Yeah, exactly. yeah.
2: yeah. I think, yeah. I think Udoka needs to send um Missoula like a fruit basket or something to took the heat off him a little bit. I think with the way that the Celtics have been able to, to continue on, uh, without him, my whole thing, sure, and I don't want to go down this path because it's old news, but my whole thing was regardless of whether or not you think the punishment fit the crime, and we don't know, but regardless of whether or not you do. The person that it only mattered to thought it did, and in doing so, Ime effed the team last year. In my opinion, because if you thought they were oh, good was enough, definitely much
0: more impactful last year. There's yeah. no doubt about it.
2: Last year, if you thought that Celtics should have been in the NBA Finals and been a, an NBA champion, they weren't. And I think a lot of people would say the way that season started a little bit. You know, obviously everything was kind of in turmoil for a bit, and the toughness that Ime brought the team. You, you could make the point that the Heat out tough them in the playoffs last year. Maybe that doesn't happen if he may still coach. So, it's wired under the bridge at this point, but that was my point is that's why I would boo him is because for the simple fact that he wasn't around long enough for me to have any other like I'm not going to like cheer him, I'm not going to bring a sign as. says you John know, was cheering. missed you, email. Yeah, John brought his pom poms. Apparently, um, but I didn't. I didn't think like there was enough. There wasn't enough
0: time. No, John he, said no. No reaction, which yeah, is basically John, what it was all night. I thought there might be some cheering. Well, I thought there might be some. Well, that was maybe the there time. was, but it, it, and it was a blowout, so they didn't need to come to that. But what happened? to home court advantage
2: make the other guys keep it in line. But isn't it all about making the like the advantage is making the other team uncomfortable? So why are you cheering? Why are you doing those things I, I would any excuse that i can boo an opposing player or coach or team i'm taking it if i'm a fan just because it was a
0: solid game for a quarter and a half before yeah. it became a blood so right there was an opportunity to but again i just don't think people cared anymore People don't That's, care now was that that my it. big that was my big reaction well you guys
2: it. you guys were right
0: you guys are right. more right than i was and you know what
2: i thought what it happened. would
0: be like 60 40 which i thought you'd get a nice ovation yeah. You thought he was going to get an ovation? See, I, I, never, I never understood that at all. Making the finals. Uh, coached one year. They made the finals. <laughs> we got another, we got they another free frame right now?
1: <laughs>
2: Josue is stunned. Josue is stunned at your take. <laughs> that's why you're giving us the free frame like that. Uh Anyways, I'm not going to get into it. He coached one year. They lost. They actually blew the finals if you want to spin it. And then he got fired. So that's why I would <laughs> – So anyways – Anything on this game again? I mean, we've 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 hit on a few. Of, I mean, we haven't really mentioned Tatum. What do you Tatum think of Tatum's much. game? Yeah, yeah, we haven't mentioned him much. Um, sure, I. You know, any wow. anything that stood out to you tonight on Tatum other than the, the usual? Well,
4: he had that stretch. I think it was in a, it the second or third quarter where he was just rebounding the ball like crazy. He had like six or seven rebounds in one quarter. Uh, Tatum did what Tatum's supposed to do. I mean, this was a game where. Well, as I said earlier, this was a transactional win. They, there was nothing, emo, there was no emotional engagement or attachment to this victory, other than we're just going to go fourteen rebounds. And Damn, the win. Yeah, and this is this was Tatum. This is what is supposed to do. Now, though he didn't shoot the ball nearly as well in this game as he has in previous three, four, five games, but still, he made the shots that needed to be made. He made an impact. And I think Tatum's at that point where he doesn't have to score a ton of points to have a very good game. Like this, I he's had games where he scored more than this that weren't nearly as good as this one because he impacted the game on multiple levels: his scoring, his rebounding. He made some really good passes. He did a little bit of everything, and his defense was solid as well. So this was a good Jason Tatum game, but was it a great one? Is this one for the for the archives? No, it was. But they did. He did exactly what the best players are
2: supposed to do in Mm -hmm. games like this. Hold on. Let's, let's pull
0: in Joe's sway.
2: Do we have to? (laughs) There he is. There he is. He's stunned still at at Bobby's take that Ime should have got a standing ovation. (laughs) I'm surprised they didn't retire Emay's number. Just pick a number and toss it up there in the Raptors. He brought him to the NBA finals.
0: Oh, he helped push these guys. And you know, one of the things he talked about that Tatum did again tonight is when the shots not on, Find other ways to impact the game. The rebounding's been huge all year. I feel like he's their best rebounder, honestly, uh, and they need it because some of the other, you know, bigs and even you know, like you can't rely on the guards. So you need your big forward to be getting those, and he did. Dud. He did tonight and does, but uh, the shot wasn't there. And at the start yeah. of the third, I thought his misses were a big reason the Raptors were getting out and yeah on the run Wouldn't and that... such. But
1: Wouldn't then he that... went
0: to the rim. And right. he, those finishes were just so powerful Back cut guys finished over uh, young at one point with a vicious dunk and then the free throw attempts. So this is a good resilient performance for him in terms of how does he play when he's not making shots, which is always the big question with him because I feel like how he reacts to that is how it, you know, piles down to the rest of the team. And then when you don't have Jalen to kind of counter his style, you know, Jalen would have been the one attacking the basket tonight and, they didn't have that. So he went to it. He's so good in there, Sherrod. And, you know, I've had this conversation with Joe Sway, Sherrod, in terms of, like, who, we compare, like who he compares to. Because we've kicked around Durant. Durant's just a much better shooter than him, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's tough to make that comparison. He's bigger too, taller. There's just a power to Tatum's game now at this point, where he's gained the weight, where he's improved as a finisher, that he's that power forward. And more often than not, he needs to power through guys, uh, whether posting up, whether on the drive and finish inside, get free throws, because his shots very inconsistent. We've seen in recent yeah. years and in a game like this, where it's not there, you have to get downhill and his drives are down this year, which is very disappointing. Yeah, but, you know, you're
3: you know back, man, that, that, that footwork, you know, he, we see it from time to time. We just don't see it every night. Here's my thing, though, about this game. I mean, Tatum, like I said, he,
4: he's he's not doing anything right now that we haven't seen at least 10, 15, 20 times already this season. He's the, he's that consistently elite. Uh, but for me, Derek White is interesting. The, he, we, we talked a little bit about him struggling, but I wanted to ask all of you, though. I mean, are you concerned about his shot-making? Because he's shot less than, like, Forty percent in like four of the last five games, and he shot less than thirty percent in like three of the last five games. How concerned no. are you with Garrett White and his shot making? Because that's a big. I mean, that's that's one of those little things that's going to be huge for this team. They're going to win it all.
0: Yeah, with him. Not, go ahead,
3: Josue. I'm just going to say I'm not I'm not too concerned. Um, the the ankle thing kind of scared me tonight. He was able yeah. to come back because he's. Yeah. He's Derek White, and he's just Iron Man. But uh, maybe he needs a few games off, you know. Like,
4: he's taking some hits physically that make me a little bit nervous. He's not – Why, why didn't he get White a rest is, night? We're, we're yeah, just using Derek White night. not being phased Had at all by, phys- by physicality. And he's – it's taking him – he's, he's feeling it. He's feeling some of that physicality now that I don't know if he felt – or at least he didn't let on that he was feeling earlier. So
0: he – I said it off the top. He is not playing as well as he was to start the year, obviously, when he was on all-star pace around Christmas yeah. there. But he's still playing incredible. You look at the floater over Barrett late, the three, obviously. And he had another finish late, too. He 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 was just timely tonight. I thought he was the most timely player in the fourth quarter in terms of the shots he made. Uh, so he's going to stay involved. There was – oh, the other shot he made – Siakam came around the back of him, and they were like triple teaming him. And it looked like he was going to lose the ball, and he just kept control of it. And then everybody kind of backed off, and he just stepped right into the mid range and hit an elbow jumper. So he was super timely in this one. The defense is going to be there. You know that. Uh, He's definitely in a little bit of a slump right now, and maybe that's fatigue or bumps and bruises, whatever it might be. He wants to play every game, so I can't imagine he's going to take a rest at any point. Uh, but this is, I think, an acceptable game from him. And when he's making shots, he's in another stratosphere. When he's not, he's still doing so much else that I think you're able to live with it. Now, it can't be a massive slump like we've seen over you know a handful of games coming into this one, like we saw in the 2022 playoffs, Jimmy. But uh, I think he's in a much more confident place where he can shake off a game like this shooting-wise. And again, he shot 5-11 from three. That's pretty damn good. Yeah, like if he's
3: not going to hit those big shots, you know he's going to be like a big steal or some crazy putback or some sort of uh, offensive rebound to give these guys another chance. You know, like he, he just finds a way to make an impact. But you wonder if this stuff is catching up to him. It would be nice to see him have a, a break every once in
0: a Again, break. if we're panicking over 22 and 5-11 from three... Yeah, I think we're. If if it was just the one game, then yeah, you you're
4: right. But it's but the
0: extended stretch. Yeah, he's
4: had like three or four games, and we're not used to Derek White having three or four within a five six game window Mm -hmm. of subpar shooting games. That's just not that hasn't been his pattern, and that's why I I think it's something to at least put on the radar to be on the lookout for. Um, But it it, to me it 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 reinforces the need to to have a, a stronger bench. I mean, if Hauser we should talk about a shot,
1: that. Yeah. yeah,
4: I mean, I, I think back to what, when Brad kind of alluded to you know wanting another wing. Uh, I'm not sure he's looking at a wing for defensive purpose. I'm, I'm thinking he might be looking for someone who can actually make a shot uh, or string together a couple of shots when. You have a guy out and maybe, you know, one of your, your other wings that's playing more minutes, maybe they don't have shots going. Is there someone other than Sam Houser that you can rely on? And that's no disrespect to Sam. It's just that he's the, he's the only, only one. one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and, and I, part of my concern with Sam, and again, this is, this is no knock on him, but I wish there was someone else that would push him to be better because Sam's really good now. But I think I still think there's a level that Sam can go to if there was someone around that was actually challenging him for minutes. But there's no one. There I'm is so no one.
0: curious. They're gonna make a move. I don't think there's any doubt about it because my sense is, you know, just talking to people, they really like this bench. They really like the guys. I want to add one more piece. They know they need another piece. Need another piece and. There's just so many unproven guys here off this bench. You know, Hauser's had a great year. He didn't play a minute in the playoffs last year, at least a meaningful one. Uh, Pritchard had a little bit of a run during the finals run, but, you know, it wasn't super impactful, but he has the experience. And then you go to Brissette, no real playoff experience there. Cornette, obviously none. So you don't know how any of these guys are going to fare in a playoff Mm -hmm. environment. Are they going to get targeted and driven off the floor? Are they going to get ignored offensively, Sherrod, to a point where... Uh, they can't play because it's impacting the offense that's your worry with this bench right now because like you said is the only one who's really a threat who really draws defensive coverage and even he's prone to go cold at points so i don't know what you're going to do here they're definitely not going to consolidate this bench jimmy i don't think into one like shot trucker off the bench no uh, but i think you do have to just add a guy to the mix like muscala last year and you know looking back on it, honestly, that Mascala trade was a miss. You traded two seconds for a guy who can never really play for you. So that was a swing and a miss. Interesting today, though, and it, you know, this is a good segue into this. I Real don't think good. it's yeah. gonna necessarily be a trade. Go ahead.
2: I, I was just gonna comment on White before we got off him. I mean, I, I think, you know, just to answer Sherrod's question, I'm not completely I'm not I'm definitely not in panic mode about Derek White. And one of the reasons is I know what he's capable of now. I was yeah. panicking. I was panicking when they first made the trade, and he was shooting horribly for the rest of the year. And I said, and anyone who watches watches the show knows how, you know, concerned to put it in a lack of better work, me and John were about that trade, and, and we wondered if it was like a, a trade that there was going to just torpedo the team for the next couple of years. Um, obviously, that wasn't the case. Derek White completely turned it around last year. If you if, if you just look at this season alone, Sherrod. I don't think the last 10 games are indicative of who Derek white is. And I don't really know if the 10 games before that were indicative of who Derek white is. He's probably somewhere in the middle. And, you know, because like, just looking at the splits, if you look at the games, I think it's 21 to 30, he was shooting 54, 55% from the field. That's not sustainable. And whatever it was from three is probably like 46, 47%. And now I'm sure it's torpedoed, right? I mean, over the last five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games, he's coming back down to earth. I don't think he's going to continue to shoot at that level, but I think he's going to find. I think he's finding water a little bit, and I think he's going to come back up a little bit. You're still going to get a player that's going to have a career year this year. Um, you're still going to get a guy that's going to finish with the most points he's had, uh, you know, at the end of the year on an average on an average basis. I still think the intangible stuff that he's doing now reminiscent of like those Marcus Smart days. Again, he's he's like a he's like a higher basketball IQ, Marcus Smart, in my opinion. Again, not not no shade at Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart was good at Marcus Smart things, but I think Derek White, when he has the ball, even if he's not having a night where he's averaging where he's scoring twenty plus, And that's what he was doing for a stretch. He was scoring twenty plus points a game. And I don't really know if that's what we can expect from him on a night by night basis as the guy who's got to score after Brown, who's got to score after Tatum. You know, poor Zingis is going to get his. I don't think you can expect 20-plus points a game from Derek White. Now, it's great. We know he's capable of it, but I just don't think that's what you're going to get. I, that doesn't mean that I'm panicked. I do think some of those shots that aren't falling are going to start to fall a little, little bit more often than they have over the last few games. Is it uh, a nagging injury that he's dealing with? I'm not sure. Does he need a night off? Maybe. He's had a couple this season. Um, but, no, I'm not panicked. I do think that this is a slump. All these guys go through it. I think he's earned the right to go through a little bit of a slump. He has.
4: It, it just look. It, I mean, and again, not. It just it looks as though it's more of a mental thing than anything else. That yeah. he needs he needs some time off. I mean, I, I'm I'm at this point just watching him play. I'm really. I'm hoping that I Think All-Star the kids keeping home, him up late. <laughs> stop, Jimmy. Don't go there. It's hey, a the dad problem. Everyone's I know, got it. I know, which is why I'm telling you to stop. <laughs> that's what I'm telling you to stop. No, I, I think I, I'm really hoping that all-star break is going to be really good for him to have some time where he's not doing anything in terms of game, direct game preparation. He can actually kick back and relax a little bit. Because he need, I think that is what he needs more than anything else right now, just some time off the floor. Uh, but the problem is he's, he gives you so much even when he's struggling that you can't keep him off the floor mm-hmm. so uh the all star break can't get here quick enough for Derek whether he's an all star or not he's gonna be yeah, i mean he's probably not going to be at this point be.
0: unless there's injuries but uh, and even now i don't even
4: think he'll be i don't even think he'll be a, a top choice for injuries yeah uh, no, he, won't be, he
0: won't be the top choice certainly um it's i want to bring this up though maybe up. Maybe minor, but an interesting trade did happen yesterday in the NBA uh, between the Wizards and Pistons. Marvin right. Bagley uh, and Isaiah Livers going from Detroit to Washington and Mike Mascala and Danilo Gallinari Uh-oh. going to the Pistons. I He's was why did you. Bring up, Bobby?
3: Oh, yeah, why'd you light up like that? <laughs> no <laughs> no so, that. Mike Mascala. He's
2: cooking. <laughs> Bobby's cooking. What's <laughs> right. going on in his mind up
0: there? I, I find it interesting because – no one's going to trade for those guys. They really struggled in Washington. Didn't play a ton, but. I love Gallo. You're
3: talking Gallo about interesting. aren't you? Yeah.
0: Gallo so, I don't big think big. it's Mescala. They don't need another big. He's not better than Cornette. <laughs> Gallinari's interesting because he can play a little five. He can. And he's better than Cornette. Let's
4: say it, Bobby. Say it. He's, yeah, he's better yeah. than Cornette.
0: He's not no, sandwich. I don't think so. I mean, Gallinari this year, and I know it's a small sample, but 31 from three, 43 from the field. He takes three rebounds. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm confident. I'm it's Chris confi- that takes threes. Wow. I'm confident in him playing better than that, but he'd effectively be a Blake on this team. I know someone said it in the chat earlier. Does that help you? Do you actually want more of an impact guy? Because I don't think he's going to help you much. Uh, but if you do want a guy in there for some vibes and you know maybe sneak a few minutes here or there for free, that might be a guy who becomes available.
3: Well, um, I think chances are Bobby, whoever the Celtics trade for, isn't going to be someone that's going to help you right away, right? I think if anything, it's an insurance policy. Yeah, Gal good enough for that. I
4: mean, I'd rather wing insurance policy. To be honest. Yeah. yeah, I, I mean, mean I, I think I think Brad Stevens is spot on and, and just never have enough wings. Not not especially when you know the ones you've brought in haven't exactly made the most of their opportunities to get on the floor.
3: Right.
4: Uh, O'Shea has been up and down. Um, Lamar has been down.
0: Is O'Shea showing outside. a little something now? What's that? Is O'Shea showing a little something? I mean, he's so he good shows a little board. something every
4: now and then, but he doesn't show it consistently. That's that's mm-hmm. been his issue here.
0: Um, when Brad said, I, "When Brad said that Wing might be on the team," I don't think there's any doubt he was talking, talking about, about O'Shea. O'Shea. He's yeah. absolutely talking about O'Shea. But the, the
4: fact that he has to qualify with "might be on my, on the team" tells you all you need to know. He might be on the team, but he hasn't shown me enough, so I'm confident
0: as a GM to say that's my guy. Right. So if looking. we're comparing,
3: in other words, Brad's still looking.
0: If we're yeah. comparing someone to a cornet, though, I mean, the offensive rebounding that Brissette brings is really a game changer. And if you yeah, put.
3: Yeah, Sherrod, you got him in his feelings, man. Look what you did.
0: I know. <laughs> <laughs> if you put,
3: he's, still, he's still thinking about what you said about Corday. Wait a minute. Back to that.
4: I was ready to let <laughs> that ship, just go down the ocean and, and, and you know, die it's like the Titanic is going to die. But Bobby's like, no, let's <laughs> go.
3: If
0: you put up the <laughs> Lukeology, if you put up Brissett's offensive rebounding number against everybody in the league, he'd be 17th right there, tied with Sabonis coming into the night. Uh, so that's the level he's rebounding at. Obviously, he doesn't qualify uh, to right. be among the league leaders, wow, but bonus. in his minutes, he's rebounding at like a Sabonis level. So, Bobby. this is this is super impactful stuff from him he's doing on the boards. And if he can shoot 33 to 35% from three, defend, they might go small with, you know, Horford, O'Shea rather than go trying to do the horford Cornette thing in the playoffs because Cornette, matchup-wise, there's certain games where he just has a lot of trouble, you know, yeah. getting switched out and things like that. And uh, tonight, again, I know why people are frustrated. He drops so many rebounds. Uh, on the offensive glass in this one. So that's not that's something O'Shea's not going to do. He's going to hammer it down. He's going to uh, get by guys and be in the right spot. I mean, his rebounding is uncanny, Sherrod. Like the way he crashes out of the corner, I know Scal said it on the broadcast too. That's a real – what do we say, Sherrod? If you're going to be on the court, if you're going to be in the playoff rotation, you need a real deal skill that's going to yeah. keep you out there. Is it yeah. your shooting? Is it your passing? Is it your decision-making? His is his rebounding, and you know he might not hit the you know, seven threes like Grant did in a playoff game, but he might have three or four offensive rebounds in a playoff game over a five six minute stretch. So I I do believe in uh, in O'Shea. Like I think he's gonna be in that mix for a playoff spot. I just think the cost of acquiring an impact wing like John Conchar like somebody like that's going to be a little too high. I mean, I I said Jimmy, would you give up a first for him and you were like, "Hell no." Hell no. So, we laughed. We actually
2: had a good long hard laugh.
0: So, that. I don't like right. and right now Memphis needs them to actually court a, you know, NBA team. <laughs> like they have so many guys hurt. So, um, Right. I don't know if that's going to be in the cards. You might need O'Shea to step up. And
3: This episode is brought to you by Lincoln Financial Group. Pickles are amazing, but how do I avoid leaving my family in one?
0: Is there a life insurance that can benefit me while I'm still living? What if thinking
3: about estate planning puts me in a state? Lincoln Financial and their suite of life insurance solutions offer benefits for before the you-know-what, not just after. With some policies, you can also access your policy cash value in an emergency to help you live your best life. Now, plus some of their policies' values can grow tax-deferred over time. To help take care of you and your family.
0: Can one of the loved ones I'm looking out for be me?
3: To learn more about their different life insurance policies and how you can start to plan, protect, and retire today, visit lincolnfinancial.com slash start asking now. Lincoln Financial products issued by the Lincoln National Life Insurance Company, Fort Wayne, Indiana, and Lincoln Life and Annuity Company of New York, Syracuse, New York. Distributed by Lincoln Financial Distributors, a broker-dealer. This episode is brought to you by Captain Morgan, the official spiced rum of the NFL. With Super Bowl 58 upon us, you know you need the right players in the game. And sometimes, you need to
2: spice things up. Same goes for your drinks. Spice up your next cocktail with Captain Morgan Original Spiced Rum. It's delicious and crisp. Perfect for game day with friends. Spice it up. Visit CaptainMorgan.com to find Captain near you. Please drink responsibly. Captain Morgan Original Spiced Rum, 35% alcohol by volume. Captain Morgan Rum Company, New York, New York.
0: They it might tough. just be stuck with who they have. Yeah. I mean, it, and Jimmy, that—that's what I think may wind up being the case. Maybe you throw it's, Gallinari it's in the paid mix. Paid here. Yeah, and hope you get lucky. But it's very possible you make no trade deadline deals. Yeah, it's very possible, and and I would, I would be okay with that as long as
4: Brad has exhausted all options and there wasn't a ridiculous offer that they walked away from. Like if someone said. We'll give you Konchar, and it'll cost you a second round pick, two seconds <laughs> do the deal, yeah, do the deal, but if they're saying it'll cost you two
0: second round picks and a future first, we're good thanks well yeah, no, no. and 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 some teams do I know Oklahoma City valued Kenrick Williams at that price for a while there yeah. uh, and some teams. You know, just hold a hard bargain for their players. They really like their guys, and they need to be blown away to move off them. And they have no urgency to move Contra. I think he signed three years. Uh, So that's how it goes, right? Right. You're either going to be looking at an expiring guy who's very cheap, and that's a limited number of guys, Mm -hmm. or a buyout guy. And at the end of the day, we make a big deal about it every season. No buyout guys help, realistically. Like, who's the last buyout guy who really swung a team, Sherrod? I can't think of it. I just I remember
4: years ago there was this huge thing about Troy Murphy. Troy Murphy. I was gonna he, say he's like the poster child for bad buyouts. What happened? Bad buyouts go wrong.
3: Troy Murphy. Uh, Michael, Michael Finley, Murphy or Michael come Finley.
4: Come in here and, and flip Michael Finley. He was a horrible. Great guy. Yeah. Great guy. Love Troy Murphy. Notre Dame, that's the guy. Well, he was a horrible fit in Boston. Horrible.
3: Um, it says Boris Well, you know why this happens every year, right, guys? Because the one time they did it, or maybe the first time, really, in the sense of a team that was had a contending team already intact, was the year they won it all. They got Sam Cassell, they got PJ Brown. I mean, PJ were yeah. technically retired, but they they got him off the bench, you know, and they obviously won a championship that year. But ever since then, that was it. That was the one time.
0: Yeah, like, it hasn't been. It hasn't been easy. Yeah. Goran Dragic okay. last year, but didn't he go to the Bucks? Or maybe that Just was two years uh, ago. At this point, and two years ago, yeah. yeah.
4: You have to remember that when guys are are bought out, there's a reason why they're available. They're done. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. There's. I mean, now it's... Hayward, the Celtics can't acquire him. But All if right. Hayward becomes available, and I don't know who's under that second apron, you have It'll to be interested to see team
3: of, which team gets him. Yeah, well,
0: he could actually which. be a difference maker for a team he if get, he's yeah. healthy, of course. Which we always. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, if, if, you've, if you've got him slotted to play 15
4: to 20 minutes a night for you and you've got enough talent where you can justify him having that limited
0: window of, of playing time. Yeah, he can absolutely help you. Absolutely. He'd have to be playing for the Knicks or um, I'm trying to. He might wind up playing more and than 15 to 20 minutes if he's with the Knicks. That could be a team he ends up with. Um Miami, I don't think they're over the apron, so he could end up there too. And you know they've got that,
4: that that you know after the fact bromance thing going on. Uh where right. they were, he they really wanted really to like go him. there. Yeah. He really wanted to go there and yeah, so would not I be mean, surprised if hell, he just bought out and goes there.
0: You spent your career in Utah, Boston, Charlotte, you know, nice warmer city, but not a great team. You might as well go enjoy the end at if, no, you're, it, yeah, if it's
4: the fourth quarter <laughs> of your career, like it is for him, finishing
0: in Miami, you could do worse. He does seem like a Heat, doesn't he? <laughs> of course, you could do worse. Yeah, I can't wait to see what the Heat and Sixers do because they're just sitting on so many assets. Those two teams want to do a deal so bad. Like, did one of them get Brogdon? Did one of them get Hayward? Ooh, no, see, neither one of
3: them, well, at least Philly, the one I'm thinking. They're not willing to put in a, a, a big piece, you know. I right. tell you what, it takes everyone know to,
4: to bias Harris. Now is the time. His stock is not oh, gonna get any higher. I mean, that should
3: have sailed, man. They waited too long. Wow. I man. think he, he, I he think they're they like this point. Yeah. He's playing well though. That's awesome. what I'm
2: saying. Cool. yeah. Yeah, but it's that money. It's just that money. It is. It's a problem. Money, money. So that's 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 the trade chatter going around
0: that we that we're we are how many how many days from the deadline 15th today I was going to ask you that The deadline is 3 weeks from Thursday
2: Oh, it's coming up Yeah So It's coming up Got like 23 okay, days Do you see any of the can, I mean we just talked you just mentioned
0: Sixers Yeah comes the do big you, name um yeah. Do you see Bucks do you see Bucks doing anything no, they can't. They have two second-round no. picks, so maybe mm-hmm. they get something small with that. I don't what think about, they have a be. Uh,
3: what about Atlanta? You think they move Murray?
0: That's a big one, and there does seem to be a yeah, lot of Murray. momentum. They're falling two apart. Picks they had a big win same. tonight. Yeah. But
3: they want two, two first, at least.
0: The latest you're hearing there is the Nets, and that makes a lot of sense because they're the only suitor that could get the ball in his hands a ton. Bridge is obviously a guy who can thrive off the ball, uh, so that makes a lot of sense. They have a lot to offer. You know, maybe they could send one of those rockets picks, uh, and you know, just uh, add a playmaker offensively, and they need one. Um, it's kind of, it's weird that the Hawks are looking to disband a little bit here. I guess just rework around uh, Young. They've tried to do that a couple times, and he was obviously the big move they made. Spurs interested in Murray too, which would be weird, but uh, it does look like the Nets get you know kind of that emerging big suitor right now. Knicks are in the mix. I don't think he makes sense there. He'd just like, be playing off off ball like he was next to young lakers same thing like they need shooting he's not much of a shooter so i think he's gonna end up with the nets there you go well once again
2: guys you want to thank hello fresh for allowing us to do this show tonight hellofresh.com slash clns free use the code clns free and get free breakfast for life and we have A bonus football segment today brought to you by FanDuel. Guys, we're going to end the show in a little football segment. Get $150 in bonus bets. When you place a $5 bet at FanDuel, visit fanduel.com slash Boston. In our bonus NFL talk tonight is the news that just dropped. No, it's not that the Eagles are now down even more than they were. I hate you, Jimmy. (laughs) That's not the news. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're not going to talk about that you know because about we, love mind, we said too much about Shirasa. We're not going to talk about the Eagles blowing this one and possibly firing Dick Sirianni after this. We'll see if they do. There is a coach that is actively interviewing right now. His name is Bill Belichick, and this wasn't a uh, report.
0: This was right from the team.
2: This is the team. The team
1: just that never happens. Out
2: look at us everybody we just interviewed
1: <laughs> we, got bill interview. we got built an interview
4: we got built interview
1: this
2: is like this is like this is like the, the the ugly freshman in high school going out going on a date with like the the prom queen and then telling everybody in school the next day like yeah i went on a date with the prom queen yeah i'm with a good point he he says that bill actually interviewed
0: the <laughs> bill's on his tour <laughs> The yeah. biggest free no, not, agent no. coach ever.
2: <laughs> the Falcons think that they interviewed Bill, but it was actually him <laughs> interviewing. I
0: know, him. right? What are they going to interview him about? <laughs> yeah.
2: So uh, oh, yeah, brother, about t- taking a pretty uh, pretty impressive uh, <laughs> resume uh, looks like you got here. You got an, like, yeah. Well, what's that? What's that interview references? process? Wanna... Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> yeah. the references. Um, you know, like yeah. Oh my god, that's too funny. What do you guys think? Is it? Is it? Uh, I'll be honest. It's not fun. I mean, I know, I, I know it's been the. I know it's been the rumor for a while. I just can't picture Belichick in Atlanta. I just no. think it's a whiff organization. Yeah. it's the same organization that I thought. I thought Belichick murdered that organization right. a couple <laughs> years ago. No, this I is the. To me, this, yeah.
3: this is the team to get all the other teams riled up and thinking that you know what? Let me take a let me take a shot at them. But sorry, go ahead, Shrook.
4: No, I was going to say I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas made a decision on their head coach and, and cut him loose that they reached out to Bill. That wouldn't surprise me. That's such a Jerry not Jones not kind all. of move
2: to do. But would Jerry Jones and Bill Belichick be that's able to – That's a good question
4: because the yeah, jobs obviously
2: amazing. amazing. They would not.
4: It would, but, I mean, yeah. it, it would it'd be great for the media because you're going to have
0: so much – so many issues pull and tug yeah and there was obviously that new england at the end too but not to this degree and you know if if you're both those guys go in with mutual like they both have a lot to gain by allowing each other to do their things and so that's what i was gonna say the cowboys have lost so much at this point they've had so many bad coaches Mm -hmm. maybe if you're jones you take a back seat and put your ego aside and let bill run things I don't know if that's going to happen. They must have some kind of relationship. They've both been involved in the NFL for fifty years,
2: and and I'm sure that they've come across each other and all that stuff. I I don't think Bills find a better roster win if he's if Bills trying to set the record for wins right and make another Super Bowl run. I just don't know shots or whatever. I don't know if Atlanta's is the place to go about doing that unless he's planning on coaching there for five years and, and turning the whole thing around. They need a quarterback. You know, they've, they've got some pieces there, but I mean, again, I don't want to, I don't want to bring this up, but Philly could be looking for a coach soon. There's a couple of organizations and teams that might be good or better matches for Belichick. It is weird to hear that he's interviewing for, you know, it's like the breakup. Oh, is she already dating? Is she already dating somebody else? Like already? Like it's only been two days and she's already dating somebody else. Like whoa! <laughs> so um, it is kind of strange to hear that, but yeah, um,
3: exactly, Jimmy. This is that like whoa, this, there he is, is. <laughs> the, this is the one to uh, to get the other ones jealous. You know, it's yeah. like the rebound, the rebound.
2: Yeah, you think so? So, Joe, wait is it is Atlanta the team, or is this just the first? Nah, this it's just, just, the just a rebound. Team?
3: he's just flirting a little bit. Yeah, he's, know, yeah he's, getting he's back on the field.
2: Belichick's getting yeah, he's Belichick's getting back in the game. He's he hasn't, warming up. He hasn't been on a date in twenty years. <laughs> <Right>.
3: <laughs> or but whatever. I think Bob Kraft is thinking like, man, Atlanta would be cool.
2: No, I'm scared. Bob Kraft, Bob Kraft <laughs> would be <laughs> very happy if he chose Atlanta. I tell you where nobody nobody wants building.
0: Him and Meek Mill might pull up if that was the case. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, what team's mills- coming to New England first? That's who he really needs to end up on. Bill's
2: a Philly guy, but um, I nobody trust me. Bob Kraft does not want Bill going to <laughs> Dallas. He does not want to see Bill holding up a Lombardi Seven trophy. trophy yeah, like Brady and.
0: Bill will have
2: and all one of a sudden, legacy, st- legacy talk starts to shift towards the crass
3: here. <laughs> yeah, I got that to that Can I just say real quick, right? So toward the end, of the end of the podcast with Max, he's going on and on about how Bill Belichick better not go to some team just to get the all-time record, just cuz and all that. <laughs> so then finally I go, Max, what if he goes to Dallas? Max is a
0: huge Cowboys fan. Oh, all of a, a smile on down. his face. <laughs> little by little, he was like every Cowboys fan must be dreaming of. He this goes, right "I now. never thought about that."
3: And like, <laughs> God, guys, check it out! Like the last ten minutes of the show is going to come up next episode. Like, it's just he couldn't stop smiling. Like he couldn't stop thinking about it. It was hilarious.
2: How can Max be a Cowboys
0: fan? That is just
3: crazy. I always say, it's the people who fell in love with that era, they just they couldn't let it go. Right. Charlotte, 90s, yeah, North
0: right? Carolina didn't have a team back then, so. Right, that too. But I just mean oh, he's, been, he's been in New England for so long,
3: though. You know, yeah, he so team long. won '95 or something like that. Right, that's a good point, Bobby. Yeah.
0: Patriots were a non-factor when he got here. Like, yeah,
3: yeah. The Panthers started in like the mid '90s. Yeah.
0: All right, guys, we're gonna let you
2: all go. Sharad, thank you for joining us. Joe Sway, thank you, Bobby, thank Your you.
0: Wembenyama Wednesday, Wemby Wednesday. Please let him be available. It's that one shot to see him. I know he's been resting here, or there. They have a couple of nights off after the game today, so.
2: You think, Papa please, did,
0: think please Papa. be available. Oh, that would be a killer if he wasn't.
2: But he'll be in the building, I'm sure, either way. And uh, I think just like looking at a guy like that, it's just like no, Whoa. we
0: want to see him play. <laughs> yeah, I know. Get out and, there. You gotta get him out there. Got to get. Him out. He's, he's he's gonna do at least one thing in that game that just blows your mind. Yeah, or he's like, gonna get dunked on. Just like,
2: Ooh, maybe I'm going to call right
4: now. Jalen will dunk
2: on him. Maybe Jalen Brown's saving up. That's why he didn't play.
0: That, that that That's a great prop bet. i be so quiet right, right now. <laughs> speaking, of, um, gonna try to. speaking of Bill, I think, fortunately, Popovich is kind of pulling a bill down there with the Spurs. So? Yeah, I mean, he he did a – I forget exactly what he said. I I, I texted someone about it. He did one of those timeout, you know, the interviews that I know he's always a little short with those, yeah. but they were down like 30 early and he was like, the offense is pretty poor. And from what I've seen, the defense matches that <laughs> talking it. about his team. Well, he's
2: going to be, he's always been blunt. So that's not going <laughs> to change.
0: No chaser.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Popovich has always been compared to to Belichick in those, you know, different sports, similar mindsets and success stories and all that stuff. But we shall see how it ends up. But yeah, Wemby on Wednesday. We will be here after the game. So we hope that you guys all join us. Thanks again to everyone who uh, hung out with us tonight after the Celtics take down the Raptors. What was it? 107.96, something like that.
0: You join us tomorrow. 96. We're doing a twelve thirty 30 Garn Report. Going to have a Raptors guest on, talk a little bit about oh, them okay. in this game here. So. Uh, stay tuned for that.
2: We got a we got a bonus show tomorrow. We got Joe Sway's yes, podcast sure. with Shiraz. So
3: we podcast that, coming out tomorrow.
2: Shiraz, you got anything coming on down the pipe? Yeah, we'll have a podcast either Wednesday or Thursday. All right, be on the lookout for that. And I'm just going to be chilling. So you might see me. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> my Jimmy John yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Be on the lookout for that. DVD. All right, thank you guys. We'll, we'll see you later. Peace.